Welcome to Wholesome Health for Youth Podcast, where I'm introducing young generations to holistic traditions. I'm Julia Dolgorova, your host, and this is episode 17. Just want to note before I start, um, I'm recording in a different place today, um, in the basement, so if you hear some background noises, I'm sorry, it's my parents upstairs. <laughs> Anyways, Welcome back, and welcome, uh, you guys. Um, So I I hope you're doing well. I hope you guys had a good week. It seems like this past week, everyone was decorating and setting up their Christmas tree and all the Christmas decorations. I haven't gotten to doing it yet, though. There's just, like, so much going on right now, but I will put the Christmas tree up this weekend, hopefully. We're thinking of not doing any ornaments, but just sticking to lights on the tree because our kitten, Lucy is in her exploring stage of life and she can't help but literally jump in flower pots and dig around in the flower pots and jump on the table and such and I know for a fact she will try and jump on the Christmas tree and the Christmas tree will fall over the ornaments will break and it's going to be sad so rather be safe than sorry and stick to just lights um I might also just put on some of those like fuzzy garland thingies to add a cute little touch you know But in terms of school, everything has been fine. I mean, it's kind of been boring. We had keystones on Wednesday and Thursday, which means we had two-hour delays. And I finished school, like, usually at 1 p.m. So I was in school from 9.25 to 1 p.m. It was so great. I got lots of sleep. It was wonderful. I also increased my work hours um, at the farm. So now I'm working Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, And then I have the internship. I just try to do like a little bit each day and spread it instead of procrastinating. I kind of like have the ability to regulate my own work hours so as long as I keep it under control and not procrastinate, I can finish all the work they assigned me for the week. Um, So like I've been sending emails to like Brazil, Bulgaria, Canada, Australia, and then I think I'm I'm doing Turkey next. And it's actually really cool. It's not very hard. It's just very time consuming. But yeah, that's been nice. And um, at the farm last week, I was in the kitchen all three days because the weather was rainy and like yucky. So I packed tinctures, I packaged teas and syrups. So basically what you do is you fill the bottles up, you put the lids on, you put labels on, and then you shrink seal the lids with plastic. And that's the process for each bottle and container. It takes a long time too, but it's actually fun and interesting. And I'd rather do that than be outside in rain. Um, oh, and so one of the days I had to work on some tinctures. So tinctures are alcohol-based, and obviously alcohol evaporates, so if a bottle has been, like, standing on a shelf for a long time, it slowly evaporates. So I had to top some of these bottles off, and then some bottles were half full because I'd used them to pour into other bottles, and Rachel, the girl that runs the kitchen, um, gave me a huge bag of tinctures, And I'm so excited about it. Like, yeah, they're half full, but I don't really care. Like, there's probably 30 or so of them. And I set them up on my shelf at home, and they're beautiful. I'll post it on my story. Or actually, by the time this episode comes out, you would have seen it on my story. But anyways, between school and work and the internship and all of that, and plus the podcast, which takes some work and time, I've been super busy kind of, like, juggling all these tasks. But... It's honestly amazing. I love it. I get to do jobs that I love, and I couldn't be more thankful for all of it. Um, okay. Also, I've been baking sourdough bread. 
um, since I was like 13 or 14, I've talked about it before, and I have the recipe for loaf that I always use, but the loaf is like fairly small, especially for my family. We could eat a whole thing in a day. So for the first time, I decided to double the recipe and I made a huge loaf and it turned out amazing and it tasted delicious. I love making sourdough so much. I wish I could master einkorn sourdough though, but it's kind of hard. Einkorn is a bit different. Um, the flour is a bit different and its texture is different. So using it is a bit of a learning curve, but actually in this week's episode, I will talk about einkorn. But before we get into that, let's talk about this week's simple switch. So the simple switch for episode number 17 is herbs and spices. Kind of goes along with the nutrition theme, you know? So basically, many herbs are, many herbs are commercially grown with glyphosate. It's a harmful herbicide, which I'll get into later in the episode, but many herbs and spices aren't ethically grown and are sprayed with glyphosate. And it's frankly really terrible for us, but there's an amazing company called Mountain Rose Herbs. They have an amazing array of different products. And like I talked about, there's soap berries and cough drops that I get from Mountain Rose Herbs. Well, they also have many herbs and spices that you can buy from them. And you can get them in bulk if you want, which is great. It's just like a really good alternative to chemically grown spices and herbs. Uh, And since their stuff is super clean, um, it's a great alternative. But as usual, I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can find uh, Mountain Rose Herbs in their site. Okay, now we're going to get to the actual info for this episode, as I like to say. So, what are sprouted grains? Well, grains are um, the seeds of different types of grasses, like weeds or oat. Um, The sprouting happens similar to any other seed. It's when a seed is allowed to germinate or sprout. This begins the process of growth, and eventually the seed becomes a young plant or like a seedling, uh, which are very high in nutrition. The process of sprouting grains is pretty simple. You just need a container, paper towel, paper towel, water, and your seed or grain. So you take the seed and you soak them overnight in water and then you lay them out on the paper towel but make sure the paper towel is wet and so you spread the soaked seeds on top of the paper towel in a thin layer and then you put another paper towel on top that's also damp and you put it in a sunny area but you could put this like so you can layer the seed and the paper towel in like a Tupperware container so you could move it around but you just want to make sure that the paper towel and the seeds are always like pretty damp but you don't want them to be submerged like you don't want them to be drowning Um, and after a few days they'll begin to sprout oh also I forgot to mention make sure it's in the sun um yeah because the sun will help them germinate but anyways after a few days they'll begin to sprout some take longer than others to sprout it really just depends what the type of grain is that you're using but it's usually like just a few days so what are the, the benefits of sprouting grains Well, if you haven't heard before, um, there's this thing called the glycemic index. Um, It ranks food on a scale from 1 to 100 based on their effects on your blood sugar levels. So the higher in sugar a food is, the higher it is on the glycemic index. A low glycemic index is like 55 or less. Medium tends to be like between 56 and 69 and high is 70 up to 100. So, sprouted grains are much lower on the glycemic index than regular grains if they were 
not sprouted. Um, sprouted grains have the lowest available carb and high, and are high in fiber. So sprouted grain bread has the lowest glycemic index. Um, now there are whole and refined grains. Refined grains. A whole grain consists of three main parts. The bran, which is uh, the outer layer of the grain, um, it's like very hard. Okay, also the heater, air conditioning, whatever, air system in our basement just turned on. So if you heard that turn on, I'm sorry, it sounds like a robot, but it's just the, the system. Anyways, um, the bran, which is the outer layer of the grain, um, it's like the hard part. It contains fiber, minerals, and antioxidants. Then there's the germ. So that's the nutrient-rich core that contains carbs, fats, proteins, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and lots of different phytonutrients. The germ is like the embryo of the plant or the part that gives life to a plant. And the last part is the endosperm. It's the biggest part of the grain and it contains mostly carbs in the form of starch and then some protein. A refined grain has the bran and germ removed, leaving just the endosperm. So refined grains have a lot less fiber. The fiber is what an essential is it's an essential nutrient that aids for healthy digestion and other functions. And removing it obviously makes for tough digestion and it just is hard on your body. So refined grains have fewer nutrients than whole grains. Now in the United States, refined grains are often listed as enriched. So they add basically a bunch of crap back to their fine grain to enrich it, basically. Supposedly they add like vitamins and stuff, but they aren't beneficial. They're chemicals and they harm us. Um, and refined grains cause accumulation of fat around our organs. So it results in inflamed waste and it's dangerous to your heart health. It also causes uh, something called atherosclerosis which is kind of like a condition when the walls of the artery get thick so thick arteries result in hypertension and it could even lead to heart attacks and then due to the lack of fiber minerals and other micronutrients refined grains um, make the human body a lot more vulnerable to getting diabetes without the fiber and minerals so even refined enriched grains don't have fiber added to them um, making it terrible for our bodies and to add on top of this, grains nowadays are sprayed are sprayed with glyphosate. So glyphosate is an herbicide that is so harmful that researchers across the globe are working to have it banned. Glyphosate happens to be the most used weed killer in the world. And I believe this is like what Roundup is, but it's basically killing us along with the weeds. I know that nobody would ever add this intentionally to their food, but Unfortunately, you're probably consuming it every day. So, you may be wondering, what is glyphosate? Glyphosate is what's called a non-selective herbicide. It's a chemical mixture that is used to kill weeds. And glyphosate is said to be non-selective because most plants will die when exposed to it. Um, it disturbs um, what's called the shikimic acid of a plant, which is a critical metabolic pathway that the plant uses to produce enzymes and compounds that it needs to survive. And glyphosate is super effective with killing plants, so it's extremely widely used. Um, it stops the growth and spread of invasive weeds that interfere with the production of crops. And yes, it does indeed do an excellent job of killing weeds and increasing the production of food. 
but it causes us humans a lot of health issues. Uh, glyphosate, unfortunately, doesn't really break down in the environment if it's used. It will remain in the environment, and you will be exposed and not even know it, which is just so sad and terrible. The food you eat probably has glyphosate residue on it. Uh, the water you drink contains runoff with glyphosate, and dust around you has it as well. Uh, glyphosate attaches itself to soil particles, and it spreads through erosion and wind, so it's all around us. And these dust particles can spread super far and super fast. We just inhale them, basically, and it's pretty much inevitable that you'll be exposed to glyphosate because it's impossible to avoid it. So, why is it so bad? Well, glyphosate has the ability to disrupt the endocrine system. So, it can mimic and interfere with your body's hormones uh, and the endocrine system. And that's pretty terrible because your endocrine system is responsible for synthesis, which is how your body makes hormones, secretion, which is how and when hormones are released into your body, transport, which is how your hormones get where they need to go, metabolism, which is how your body breaks down hormones, um, binding action, which is how hormones attach to and affect change attached to and affect change within your body and, and elimination, which is how your body gets rid of hormones. All of this is what your endocrine system is responsible for and glyphosate screws it all up. Well, glyphosate has been linked to birth defects, miscarriages, cancer, DNA damage, autism, learning disorders, neurodegeneration and other cognitive disorders, and kidney and liver damage. Literally life-threatening things all because people want to produce more and more quantities of cheap food quickly that's killing our bodies so now you can't protect yourself and your body from glyphosate um it's pretty scary but there are like little things that you can do to avoid it as much as you can so one of those things is to focus on organic and non-gmo foods and even better try to grow as much food as you can because you will know exactly what's going into it so GMO foods have been genetically engineered or modified to be tougher and more resistant in order to increase crop production. This means that they're doused in very high levels of glyphosate. So focus as much as you can on organically grown non-GMO foods. Glyphosate can also be in things like coffee and animal products. So just try to get organic as often as possible. And again, growing your own food will be dodging the glyphosate bullet. I'm telling you, it's a great idea to grow your own food. The next thing you can do is improve your gut health. Uh, your gut significantly impacts your immune system and your ability to detox and your body's resilience. So eat your ferments, my friends, and sleep. Your gut biome um, needs lots of ferments and good food, and then you have to make sure that you get enough rest so that everything can repair. Uh, so kombucha, sauerkraut, sourdough, eat it all, all the ferments, and bone broths as well. You can also keep glyphosate out of your life as much as possible by filtering your water. Don't drink out of the sink. Traces of glyphosate can just be hanging out in your tap, so use filters. My family has a Berkey filter and it's great. It works awesome. Oh, and Ion Bio is a great supplement that's soil sourced with, which supports uh, your gut health and it even supports your gut if it's been damaged by glyphosate by strengthening the junctions. And ready for this? The last thing you can do to help reduce glyphosate is to sprout your grains and make sourdough. Sprouting the grain increases its nutritional value 
and then the fermentation of sourdough breaks down any glyphosate residue and it gets rid of it. So your body doesn't get it if you consume sprouted seeds through bread and sourdough. It's pretty crazy, huh? It's amazing. Uh, it may seem like a hassle or like a pain to have to be so particular about your diet, um, but your best weapon is protecting your health and longevity. And you need a good food source. That's the best weapon, a good food source. And that's how you protect your health and your longevity. And sprouting grains and watching out for glyphosate is a great start. Now, let's talk about the magic wheat of all time that I love so much, einkorn. As I talked about earlier, wheat nowadays has lots of hidden compounds that cause diseases and just lots of dangers. The average American consumes over 50 pounds of wheat flour each year. Now, I'm confident that I consume much more than 50 pounds of flour each year because we buy 10-pound bags of flour from Costco and we go through those bags like it's nothing. So, I'm more than confident that Americans consume over 50 pounds of wheat flour each year. But anyways, it's a whole lot, basically. And people are mindlessly consuming refined and enriched flours. So, common nowadays are gluten intolerances and people are beginning to look for healthier alternatives uh, for wheat. There's lots of ancient grains like einkorn on the market and they're considerably healthier. So what is einkorn? Well, it's actually a German word that means single grain. It's a type of covered wheat, so that means all of it is intact. It's similar to ancient forms of wheat like spelt, emmer, and farro. Now, these ancient types of grains contain lots of more nutrients, less gluten, more protein, and are just overall much better than commercially used wheat. Einkorn is actually the oldest wheat ever cultivated. It's what the native Indians probably ate. It was being harvested in the late Paleoethical... I can never say this word. Paleolithic and early Mesolithic ages. <laughs> 16,000 to 15,000 BC. Like basically really, really long ago. And it's not hybridized. It's never been hybridized. The wheat we eat today is hybridized to make it more productive and easier to harvest, but it messes with what it does to our health. Yes, einkorn is harder to harvest and clean, which makes it a bit more expensive, but it's so much healthier for us. I always tell myself, I'd rather be paying more for food than for thousands of dollars in hospital bills, you know? Because if you don't eat healthy, you're going to be in the hospital and rather pay on the front end than pay in a hospital. I hope that makes sense. Basically, it offers a variety of essential and trace minerals. Uncortin is high in protein and dietary, dietary fiber, um, which regular wheat lacks. It's a wonderful source of iron and thiamine and many other members of the vitamin B family. Einkorn is also a great source of lutein, which is a powerful antioxidant um, with significantly higher antioxidant levels than commercial wheat. When einkorn is made into flour, less nutrients are lost than when wheat, commercially grown wheat, is processed. You can substitute your flour with einkorn pretty easily. It's a bit of a learning curve, um, but it's doable. Einkorn is a beautiful, buttery soft texture and it's yellow in color. So like the color of your baked goods might be a little different. It also doesn't absorb water as fast when you're making dough. So it tends to be like sticky. Um, when you're making something with einkorn, it might seem like your dough is wet, right? So it says, let's say you need two cups of flour, right? And you add two cups and you're like, 
I think I need more flour. But resist the urge to add more because um, it takes longer to absorb flour. Um, so it will seem sticky, but if you just let it sit for a few minutes, it'll it'll become a normal texture. It's just because it absorbs water slower. Um, and there's so many health benefits. It's amazing. The number of people nowadays that are allergic to wheat has been significantly increasing over the years. And einkorn is significantly less allergenic than other wheat varieties. Also, because the gluten content is low and gluten strains are weak, people with gluten intolerances can consume einkorn a lot easier, and it's easier for us to digest. Um, As we talked about earlier, sprouting is amazing. Levels of antioxidant uh, carotenoids increase significantly during sprouting, especially when exposed to light, and sprouting einkorn wheat berries just adds to the amount of antioxidants. One of the most um, like significant benefits of um, carotenoids in sprouted einkorn include a decreased risk of eye disease, such as muscular degeneration. So compounds like lutein B uh, or lutein B carotene and zeaxanthin protect the eye from damage and disease because they're able to help absorb the light that enters the eye. And because einkorn is easier to digest. It can benefit your digestive system and help lose some weight. It's a rich source of protein, uh, fructans, and saturated fats, and it has trace amounts of iron, zinc, and potassium. So its nutritional value is amazing. It also helps keep type 2 diabetes away. So einkorn um, induces a low um, glycemic response than any other flour. Um, diets based on ancient forms of wheat like einkorn, could decrease cell production related to fat and glucose um, in, the metabolis- in the metabolism, meaning that type 2 diabetes will stay away. And as I said, einkorn has less gluten, so people, even with gluten intolerances, can eat it. Um, wheat with less chromosomes means lower levels of gluten, and modern wheat has 28 chromosomes, while einkorn only has 14 chrom- chromosomes. So the gluten in modern wheat is a lot higher than einkorn. But people with celiac disease should stay away, even from einkorn, because it's still a wheat and it still has some gluten, although it's a, like it's a lot weaker. Um, I have said a lot of times just how much antioxidant um, carotenoids einkorn has, but it also has phenolic acids. So these acids are available to us through different herbs and vegetables and fruits, and einkorn. So they help to combat the damage done to our bodies by free radicals and to prevent the onset of various diseases like heart disease, cancer, and degenerative brain disease. So yeah, that's my spiel about einkorn. It's an amazing wheat and I highly recommend it for you guys. It's amazing. I will um, share a link in the show notes where I buy my einkorn. (laughs) My einkorn is what I meant to say. Um, it's from a company called Jovio Foods, and it's imported from Italy. Jovio Foods has lots of good stuff. They have olive oil and pastas and beans and cookies and crackers and lots of amazing things. I always buy stuff from there. Oh, and lots of, like, tomato sauces, tomato paste and stuff. And they're connected to, like, a sister company called BioNature, which also has a lot of stuff. It's, it's pretty cool. But anyways, I'll put the link to Jovio Foods in um, the show notes so you guys can buy some. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram at Wholesome Health for Youth. I post pictures and stories of the stuff I bake and stuff I do at work. Um, 
and stuff I bake using einkorn, and I could share some pictures too, um, and some recipes and stuff of me using einkorn. So just put einkorn, um, or just to put einkorn use into perspective, you could see my stuff on Instagram, and I'll post pictures of what einkorn flour and wheat berries look like. Anyways, follow me on there. It's just wholesome health for youth. Okay, I think that's going to be it for this week's episode. Um, It was full of lots of good, juicy information. And, hey, listen to it multiple times if that's what you need to absorb all of it. I literally always listen to podcasts multiple times, especially if they have lots of information in them and if I find them interesting. Um, But, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope you come back next time, next week, next Monday, to listen again. I talk about um, herbalism next week, so find out the topic. Well, I guess herbalism is the topic. Find out the title, the specification of what I'm going to talk about in herbalism. Um, We're getting more and more listens and more and more followers, and it's so amazing. I'm so grateful for you guys, and I'm so happy to be slowly but surely building the Wholesome Health for Youth community. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed. Bye, guys.